So, drowning. The definition of drowning is submersion or immersion in a liquid resulting in respiratory impairment. Submersion is where the entire body is underwater. Immersion is only the head underwater. Drowning is the leading cause of injury death among children less than 15 years of age. And there are three peaks. Highest in children less than 5 years old. Second peak is in 15 to 24 years. And third peak is in the elderly. Physicians need to evaluate for intentional drowning or factitious disorder by proxy, formerly known as Munchausen's by proxy. Right, the WHO classification, drowning with death, drowning with mobility, drowning with no mobility. So the terms wet and dry, active, passive, um, are no, no longer used. Causes, misadventure, inadequate supervision of small children, neurological event, example, epilepsy, stroke, cardiac event, MI, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, dysrhythmia, long QT, short QT, impaired judgment, example, overdose intoxication, trauma, and foul play. Regarding the pathophysiology, it was previously taught that parasympathetic activation of the diving reflex, that is bradycardia, apnea, peripheral vasoconstriction, and central shunting of blood flow, provided transient protection during submersion. The diving reflex is strongest in infants less than six months of age, but the effects decrease with age. In adults, vertical immersion, that's where the head is out, and vertical submersion, head under, activate both the sympathetic and parasympathetic systems, which blunt any effect of the diving reflex. Furthermore, physiologic stress associated with submersion also activates the sympathetic nervous system. Thus, the diving reflex is no is not protective. So, the sequelae of events in drowning is as follows: first, water enters the mouth when no longer able to keep clear. Then, secondly, the conscious conscious response is to hold one's breath until the inspiratory drive is too high to resist. Then, water is aspirated into the airways and coughing occurs as a reflex response. Laryngospasm occurs, um, which may be rapidly terminated by the onset of brain hypoxia. Continued aspiration causes hypoxemia, loss of consciousness, and apnea. Final mode of death involves cardiac dysrhythmia. There's tachycardia, bradycardia, PA, and asystole. The whole drowning process from submersion or immersion to cardiac arrest usually occurs in seconds to a few minutes, but it could be more than one hour in um, cases of um, hypothermia. In survivors of long-term mobility, reflects the severity and duration of cerebral anoxia experience, and the clinical picture is determined predominantly by the amount of water that has been aspirated and its effects. So there could be surfactant dysfunction washout, osmotic gradient damages, alveolar capillary membrane, disrupts the integrity of the membrane, increases its permeability, and exacerbates fluid, plasma, and electrolyte shifts. There's often massive blood stain, pulmonary edema, and there's decreased lung compliance, BQ mismatch, atelectasis, and bronchospasm. So the, the controversy regarding seawater versus freshwater drowning, there have been studies which showed no significant differences in electrolyte abnormalities or degree of lung injury despite differences in osmotic gradient. 
bacterial burden is greater in fresh water because there's the gram negatives, anaerobes, staphylococci, fungi, algae, protozoans, and aromas. Remember that the bacterial burden is greater in fresh water because there are numerous organisms to consider. Regarding hypothermia, hypothermia associated with drowning can provide a protective mechanism that allow persons to survive prolonged submersion episodes. The rate of cerebral oxygen consumption is reduced by approximately 5% for each reduction of 1 degree Celsius in temperature within the range of 37 to 20 degrees Celsius. So, rate of cerebral oxygen consumption is decreased by almost approximately 5% for each reduction of 1 degree Celsius um, when the temperature ranges from 37 to 20. So, basically, you're preserving your cerebral perfusion. Drowning is often associated with hypothermia so that in the event of cardiac arrest, continue resuscitative efforts for longer than usual and attempt to normalize the person's core temperature as rapidly as possible before ceasing resuscitative efforts. So injuries associated with the drowning have the spinal cord injuries due to diving into shallow water, significant falls from heights, or boating or personal watercraft mishaps, hypothermia, aspiration, respiratory failure, insufficiency, or distress. The Conan model's classification of near drowning is ABC. A is awake, the patient is alert, fully, fully conscious. B, blunted, so the patient is uptonded, stuporous, but arousable, purposeful, responds to pain, normal respirations. And C, category C, is comatose could be further subdivided into C1 to 4. So in category C, the patient is comatose, not arousable. There's an abnormal response to pain, an abnormal respiration. So C1 or decorticate, there's a flexor response. Patient has changed to respiration. C2, decerebrate, extensor response to pain. Um, there's hypoventilation. C3 is flaccid, no response to pain, apneic or cluster breathing, and C4 is deceased, flaccid apneic, no detectable circulation. Again, classification, Conan models, classification, near drowning, ABC. Right. So the predictors of poor outcome, there is a scoring system, and it's based on criteria at the scene, in the ED, and in the ICU as well. So at the scene, for age less than three years, worsens the prognosis, submersion or immersion more than 10 minutes, no attempt, no attempt at resuscitation for at least 10 minutes after the rescue, the water temperature. So obviously, as stated before, a lower temperature um, doubles the time the brain could survive. So if the patient has, is in a, a higher temperature, closer to room temperature, the prognosis is obviously less or worsened. And then if there are identifiable precipitants, that the person have a cardiac arrest secondary to the um, an MI while, while, while in the water. Other criteria in the ED now, patient in coma on admission to the ED, dilated non-reactive pupils and pH less than 7, dilated non-reactive pupils and GCS less than 5, and an elevated lactate. Criteria in the ICU, loss of gray differentiation on CT within 36 hours, Absence of purposeful motor response and absence of brainstem reflexes, pupillary response, and spontaneous respiration at 24 hours. 
So they stated before that if you have a score less than two, there's a 90% chance of recovery, score greater than or equal to three, there's a 5% chance of recovery. Right? Just going back over the predictors of autumn scene, age less than three, submission and emotion time more than 10 minutes, no attempt at resuscitation for at least 10 minutes after rescue, um, water temperature closer to body temperature, identifiable precipitants in the ED, patient and coma, and admission to the ED, dilated non-reactive pupils, pH less than 7, GCS less than 5, elevated lactate. ICU, loss of greater differentiation on CT within 36 hours, absence of purposeful motor response, and absence of brainstem reflexes, pupillary response, and spontaneous respiration at 24 hours. <coughs> Prevention, submission episodes in children less than one year of age are best prevented by parental vigilance during bathing, child abuse or neglect, consider that. Um, and monitor those in swimming, swimming pools, procedures, be cautious with the elderly patients as well. Management. So management is, there are two categories of management, the pre-hospital setting and any hospital. The pre-hospital setting, do not attempt CPR any water. Patients with purely respiratory arrest typically respond falling a few rescue breaths. If no response, get patient out of the water as soon as possible. Only trained individuals should attempt in-water rescue as this is highly dangerous. Lift patient out horizontally. And this counters a possible sudden circulatory collapse on release of water pressure. Remove wet clothing, wrap in thick blankets, commence life support, that's the immediate BLS, and, and as well um, adult life support if available. Maintain C-spine protection if trauma is suspected. And just remember that the hemlock maneuver is no longer recommended. In the hospital setting, supporting the ABCs, rewarm to 34 degrees Celsius for 24 hours, prevent secondary brain injury and in NG tube to decompress the stomach, passive rewarming, remove wet clothes, insulate with blankets, active rewarming, peripheral, you have force IV warmer fluids, hot water bottles, central, you have warm humidified inspired gases, warm IV fluids, lavage, intravascular, thermal regulation, um, and management of the organ injury. So neurologically, patient head up, no low to normal CO2, maintain a map of ATA, no need for ICP monitoring, benzodiazepine for the seizures, therapeutic hypothermia, prevent secondary brain injury, respiratory um, regarding acute lung allergy and ARDS, protective lung ventilation, bronchodilation, inhale nitrous oxide, prone position, consider ECMO, metabolic, severe metabolic acidosis from lactate, in vivo PaO2 in cold patient is much lower than the measured value as it is warmed to 37 degrees Celsius, be cautious of rhabdomyolysis, cardiovascular effects, just remember that below 20, 28 degrees Celsius, BFib is common, and there could be extravasation of systemic and pulmonary capillaries and cold diuresis causing hypovolemia. SIRS post-resuscitation often require, and these patients often require cardiac output monitoring. Infection, consider antibiotics if patients submerge in grossly contaminated water. Alright, um, so, 
what I wanted to talk about here are the indications for endotracheal intubation. P PO2 less than 60 to 70 millimeters mercury, less than 80 in children, and this is if the patient is on 100% oxygen by face mask. In the alert cooperative patient, use a trial of BiPAP or CPAP if available to provide adequate oxygenation before intubation is performed. Altered level of consciousness and inability to protect airway or handle secretions is another indication for endotracheal intubation. In addition to this respiratory failure, if the patient has a PaCO2 greater than 45 millimeters mercury. So again, PaO2 less than 60 to 70 for adults less than 80 in children. PaCO2 more than 45, the altered level of consciousness and inability to protect the airway. Alright, so positive and expiratory volume. Intubated victims of submersion injury may require PEEP with mechanical ventilation to maintain adequate oxygenation. PEEP has been shown to improve ventilation patterns in the non-compliant lung in several ways. And these include, it provides distending pressure to improve volume of gas at the end of exhalation, so it increases the functional residual capacity, minimizes atelectasis or alveolar collapse, and maintaining pressure above which lungs collapse, decreases intrapulmonary shunting of blood and improves arterial oxygenation, increases intrathoracic pressure, which transmits the applied PEEP to transmural capillary pressure, increases the diameter of both the small and large airways to improve distribution of ventilation. Considerations for extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, respiratory compromise resulting in lack of response to functional mechanical ventilation or high frequency ventilation, a reasonable probability of the patient recovering neurological function and persistent hypothermia from cold water drowning. Again, indications for ECMO, respiratory compromise resulting from lack of response to, to endotracheal intubation and a reasonable probability of the patient recovering neurological function, persistent hypothermia from cold water drowning. All right, other problems to consider in a drowning patient that's the complications. So neurologic head injury, C-spine injury, hypoxic ischemic encephalopathy, seizures, cardiovascular, you have arrhythmias, ischemic cardiomyopathy, pulmonary, baric injury, including air embolism, aspiration pneumonitis, negative pressure pulmonary edema, acute lung injury or ARDS, metabolic complications, hypoglycemia, electrolyte disturbances, environmental issues, hypothermia, marine envenomation, other things to consider, laryngospasm, suicidal homicide, multi-organ dysfunction, and sequelae of underlying causes. And the differential diagnosis in these patients, you obviously have to consider child sex abuse, factitious disorder, uh, physical child abuse, spinal cord injuries, and ventricular fibrillation.